All right, let's pray real quick, guys. Holy Father, I, I thank you uh, for this opportunity. I thank you, uh, Lord, that the roads are fine, for one thing. Um, but Holy Father, I ask you and invite your presence to fall all over this room. I ask you just to hover here thick, and I speak against right now any, any lies from the enemy that prevents anybody from hearing truth. And Father, I ask, Holy Spirit, just fall on me that nothing comes out of my mouth that's not truth and nothing that doesn't, uh, that's not you. Father, just help us all to uh, learn and move on with this subject. In Jesus' name, Lord. All right, guys, again, like, just like Michael was saying, this can be uh, a little heavier subject, but it's good. This is uh, hopefully by now, and just, just out of curiosity, how many of you guys have already been through the Freedom Track, aside from what we've been in this, in this one? So there's a, there's a few that, that never have. So. But, he, but even still, most of you guys in here especially have, have, have tasted what freedom is, or at least know what it is. You know, I've been amazed, you know, because the freedom journey for my wife and I really is not that long. You know, that started back about 13 or so for us. And we are no different than most of the people will ask that are outside of knowledge of what freedom is. You ask them about freedom, they're like, huh? They don't have a, they don't have a clue. But freedom, once you taste just a little bit of it, that's all, that's all you want. So hopefully you guys have been to a place where you've experienced what freedom is and that, that's what you want to taste and that's all you want to move on with. And forgiveness is, and the grace cycle is no different, you guys. It, it, it's what is going to propel us past some of these things and allow us to get a taste of more and more freedom. So just what Michael said tonight, today's lesson is on uh, forgiveness and the grace cycle. Basically the difference between those two, forgiveness is... It is what it is. You know, it's covering the cross and accepting what Jesus did for us. Gray cycle gets into a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of uh, what's it look like and how do we practically move and walk into forgiveness. Pretty much, guys, forgiveness is on the top of God's list to allow us to continue to move into, into more freedom. It's what helps propel us, like I said just a minute ago, in, into the next level. Conversely to that, though, and unfortunately, unforgiveness is on the top of Satan's list to keep us from gaining more of that freedom. He doesn't want us drawing near to God. And I'll be covering lots of Scripture, guys. The first, first one is uh, Matthew 6, 14 and 15. Just uh, You can go back and reference some of these a little bit later as you move on. <clears throat> Again, Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive other people when they, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So you can see right, right here, forgiveness is a command. But it's not just a command, it's also a privilege. And it's time for us to start recognizing forgiveness as a, as a privilege. Sin makes us sick. Forgiveness is sin. If you, if you choose to walk in unforgiveness, it's sin. And no different than when you get something physically ill, we're supposed to go to the doctor and get a shot, get a prescription, whatever it is. Forgiveness is God's prescription for that sin. Unforgiveness brings bitterness, bondage, torment. And when we choose not to forgive, we're turning ourselves over to Satan. We're turning ourselves over to the tormentor. 
And it gives him opportunity and legal right to start taking control and start jacking with our lives. Keeps us in chains and keeps us in bondage. Unforgiveness does. This is a lengthy passage. I'd like you guys to go ahead and turn to this one. This is Matthew 18, 21 through 35. After preparing for this lesson, I view this entire story much, much differently than I, than, I, than I did prior to. And I think you guys will as well. Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who, who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of God is, is like Kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with a servant. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold, this is an astronomical amount of money, you guys, was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had should be sold to repay the debt. At this time, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow, fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay back the debt. When the other servants saw what happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In his anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how, many, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. So when we don't forgive, that story says, our Lord will hand us over to the jailers, over to the tormentor. 1 Peter 3.18 We'll start to see that, that forgiveness costs Jesus everything. And it wasn't cheap and it wasn't easy. 1 Peter 3.18 for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous, and for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Hear that, guys. He died to bring us to God. He was put to death in body, but made alive in the Spirit. Like I just said, forgiveness is costly, and it's not easy. This is not an easy step, you guys. When we choose to forgive... We're making a, a statement of dependence on Jesus. And we're accepting and claiming the sacrifice Jesus did for us on the cross. When we choose not to forgive, just opposite of that, we're just flat out telling Jesus we don't need him. He died for nothing, and the blood he shed on the cross was for nothing. That's backed up in Hebrews 10, 26-30. You guys probably turn to this one too. Hebrews 10, 26 through 30. If we deliberately keep on sinning, 
after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of the raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony or two of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished, listen to this, who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? So we know him who said, It is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. Just something real quick here. Notice at the very beginning, it says deliberately sinning. And you guys have no excuse anymore. You have come to the knowledge of truth. You've gone through this entire track. You guys have had a lot of truth spoken over you. You guys know the truth. But remember, deliberate. We, 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 all, we all screw up, you guys. And that, that's where we accept and take on the, the, the grace of the cross. But when we know the truth, and we deliberately walk in that sin and turn our back on God, it's pretty strong language here. We trample the Son of God underfoot. We turn our backs on what Jesus did on the cross and treat as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant. Guys, we've all been wronged. It's easy to recognize the wrong. And it's not a sin when by recognizing what people have done to us. It's a sin when we, start, when we recognize that and when we choose not to forgive and when we stay in that place. That's when what gets us into some trouble. When we choose to remain in unforgiveness, we're staying in a place that God never intended us to stay. He doesn't want us there. Remember at the very beginning I said forgiveness is what unlocks that continued freedom journey. He doesn't, he doesn't want us being all wrapped up and tied up in unforgiveness. The first place we need to start on this forgiveness journey is learning how to forgive ourselves, you guys. We, especially as men, try to hang on to that. Think that the things we've done are too bad to receive the cross and the grace of the cross. That's, that's not what we need to do. We've got to start receiving the forgiveness of ourselves first. 1 John 1.9 if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We can't begin in total forgiveness and freedom until we ourselves re receive what Jesus has done. We have got to receive what Jesus did for us on the cross. We've got to start pursuing things that God wants to unlock. The only way that we can do that, and re remember here, Jesus was fully human, you guys. Don't brush over that. The only way that he was able to do the things that he did was unlocking the power of the Holy Spirit and walking completely under that power. Jesus says in John, the, I, all I do and all I think is what the Spirit tells me, what my Father tells me. He was completely relying on the Holy Spirit. And the only way that we can, can, we can move into these same things is unlocking the, the power of the Holy Spirit because forgiveness isn't easy. We've got to use the power of the Holy Spirit to help us do this. We can't do it under our own strength. Because when we wait to choose to forgive under our own strength, it's not going to happen. We have the right to surrender all this power and control of everything and surrender to Jesus. That's a strong word. We have the right 
to surrender that to the foot of the cross. Forgiveness is the only way to receive continued freedom. Here's a few things that forgiveness is not. Society has taught us the wrong about what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not denial. Forgiveness is not repression. Forgiveness, you know, this hurt is not going to go away. And we're not going to be forgiven by just lying to ourselves or agreeing with a lie that it didn't happen or it's just going to go away or keeping it buried makes it okay. It's not repression, you guys. It's not letting the offender off the hook. Because we choose to forgive somebody doesn't justify or condone the wrong. It's certainly not forgetting. Holy Spirit can help us move on, but it's not forgetting, and it's certainly not being a doormat. Just because we choose to forgive doesn't mean we condone what that person is doing and continue to be a doormat and let them continue to do what they're doing to us. Well, time's flying, which is good. We're going to move a little bit more into the grace cycle. A little bit more of the, the nuts and bolts, like I said at the very beginning, of a little bit more practical. What does this look like? Guys, there's only two ways to live. You're either going to live God's way or you're going to live in darkness and Satan's way. Society and culture has, has taught us and tries to convince us that there is a middle ground. It's a dangerous even area, even in most churches. Come on, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. There is no middle ground, you guys, period. This is discussed in, in, in a lot of detail. I'm not going to go there today, but this is something that you guys can look at later. 1 John 3, 5 through 10. And if you want an extensive talk over that, I can send you a link of a, a talk that Francis Chan did just a couple of months ago covering this. Pretty heavy. You guys be prepared when you walk there. He, he goes into that. There is no middle ground. God's way produces fullness of life, truth, freedom, love, joy, all the fruit of the Spirit. Darkness, Satan's way, produces lies, hurt, anger, frustration, captivity, accusation, gossip, cursing. Which traits do you guys want to live in? As you're sitting right there right now, which traits do you feel like you're living in? Which traits do you want to live in? Do you want to choose God's way or do you want to choose God, Satan's way? Forgiveness and unforgiveness holds the keys to those choices. You literally have the keys in your hands to make a conscious decision when you get to that fork in the road. Am I going to choose to forgive or am I going to choose to, un, to, to walk in unforgiveness? Are you going to, you, it, it's one or the other. It's a conscious, conscious decision. Am I going to go left or am I going to go right? And that really applies to all sin. You guys, like I said earlier, you've had a lot of truth spoken over you. You know right and wrong. It's, there's a conscious decision that we make, that fork in the road to choose God's way or choose Satan's way. Forgiveness path, that fork, walking 
toward forgiveness and what God wants us to do there is produces the life, the truth, the fullness of life and love like everything else in the fruit of the Spirit that I already discussed. You choose the keys that take you down darkness and unforgiveness. It releases the darkness, the bitterness, the anger, the accusations, all of the things that I'm sure none of you guys in here want to walk toward. Our enemy cannot dwell, cannot live where there's forgiveness and mercy. Did you guys hear that? Enemy cannot dwell where there's forgiveness and mercy. Why is that? When you're choosing God's path, choosing forgiveness, which continues to move us closer to God, you're choosing to invite more and more of His presence within you. Satan don't like that, and Scripture tells us that he will flee from that presence. So when we, when we choose forgiveness, we're unlocking more and more of Jesus, God's presence within our lives and makes Satan flee from us. Doesn't mean he won't stop coming after you, but he can't live there. A little bit more of things about what, uh, what happens when we choose not to forgive. Hebrews 12.15. Again, Hebrews 12.15. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Does anybody want want something staying inside you that causes trouble and defiles many? Defile is kind of a nasty word. That's what a bitter root can do here. Unforgiveness releases that bitterness, which can turn into a bitter root. Let's talk a little bit about a bitter root. Think about a root of a big, huge oak tree. You can't see the majority of those roots. They, they tend to be hidden. They tend to be hidden deep. Those anchors, especially the, the main tap root, goes way down deep anchors that entire tree. You're not feeling completely free. You guys feel like there's just something that's just not right. I can't move on to that next step. Something's there. I don't know what it is. I can't move into the freedom that I want. You may have a bitter root down there deep that you don't even know about, preventing you from moving on toward the Lord. What does a bitter root look like? Negative comments are constantly talking bad about someone or bad about an event. Gossip, slander, and anger. That person or that event, when it comes to your mind, just riles you up. You guys walk in a journey where you're around people or somebody that just riles you up and you don't really know why? I've got people like that. And every time I think about some of these people, it riles me up and I've got to start pursuing some of this forgiveness stuff. If you get riled up like that, there's probably a bitter root there. Signs of a bitter root. You just flat out avoid that person. You see them in Walmart and you go across the, across the store. You don't want to deal with it. You find yourself rehearsing over and over the event that caused the hurt. 
You catch yourself telling other people about what they did to you. I don't know why there's comfort in that. You want somebody else to feel your pain. So you continually rehearse and cover that with other people. A bitter root is nothing but festering anger. Let that sink in a minute. Think about something that festers. Eventually it just gets nasty enough that it just explodes. I'm going to say that again. Bitter root is nothing but festering anger. Maybe we have anger, an anger issue that just doesn't make sense. There's just no reason, no rhyme or reason like you feel like you're just in a, in a ball of knots all the time. You just can't explain it. Could be that there's a bitter root growing there that you don't even know about. To me, anger is a barometer that there could be deeper issues. I mean, think about traffic is a good way that I can explain that. <laughs> I've been there. Get almost in a, in, a, in a road rage kind of moment just because somebody wants to read my bumper sticker a little too close. You guys have been there. People do stupid stuff in traffic. Don't get me wrong, guys. And I'm not taking it lightly because of the stupidity of the way people drive. <laughs> but do you just flat out get in a road rage and anger because of what they do? There's a big difference here, you guys. And we got to be very careful. Sherry's talking about this next week, so I'm not stepping on her toes much. What, what, what do we do when somebody does something in anger? You stupid idiot. What just came out of your mouth, you guys? You just cursed that guy or that person, whoever it happens to be. You got to be very careful here with what rolls out of your mouth in these kind of scenarios and releasing these bitter roots and being a little calmer in traffic will help the things that come out of our mouth. Bitter roots also tend to create judgment. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to read some scripture, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Matthew 7, 1 and 2. Matthew 7, 1 and 2. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. You guys know what I'm talking about, about judging. You're basically saying this person is this. That person that hurt you is such and such. They're a liar. They're a manipulator. There's a difference in that. What, what, what they did or what they did to hurt you may very well be the consequences of they are acting like such and such. Or that person, this, that's just the way that they are. That's a judgment, you guys. We've got to walk in very thin line there. Right there in the Scripture, it tells us we can't do that. The burden of being a judge was removed and destroyed at the cross. We don't have to carry that burden. That burden is the Lord's and the Lord's only to carry. It's not our burden, and it's not our place to judge. Remember, Jesus died for the sins of the one who hurt us no differently than He died for us. That changes a lot of the way that we think. When we realize that He died for that person too, 
and we start seeing it through God's eyes, it changes the way that we think. We have the choice to release this judgment back at the feet of Jesus. We're going to go over something here in a minute that walks through all this stuff. In fact, we're there. This is, uh, I don't have very many of these. One per table pretty much. I, I do have it on the board. I'll turn that over here in a minute. Let's see what this looks like. It's going to knock all that off. Oh well. Okay. Everybody kind of see that? The very, very first one is the offense. It's easy to recognize the offense. That's probably the only thing on this board that's easy. So we're going to look and see what this looks like continuing on this forgiveness journey. We recognize the offense. There shouldn't be a, a large time lapse here. Because that's part of forgiveness and the lies that we believe from the enemy. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive them when, I, when the hurt's gone a little bit. Or I'll forgive them when things feel better. Or I'll forgive them when they come apologize. Guys, if you're waiting on stuff like that, you're going to be walking in unforgiveness for a long time. You know, that's a short timeline. You recognize the offense and you need to, because forgiveness is a conscious choice. I choose to forgive. And I'll walk through some of this here in a minute. And then we have to take it back up to Jesus. We have to put it at the foot of the cross. Invite Jesus, invite the Holy Spirit to help us with this journey and this forgiveness process. And then we move back down to here. We break the judgments. That's just the way forgiveness is. You recognize the offense. You start, your mind starts clipping through the judgment process. Now we need to take it back up to heaven. These two start getting very, very difficult. The last two steps. We align with the kingdom of heaven. We start asking the Lord, God, how do you see this person? We move into a different step with, God, how, how, how do you see them? How do I need to start seeing them? You need to look at them through the eyes of the Lord. And then this last step, after we've done that, we've got to bless them. You've talked, now, now, now you're getting tough. You've got to ask the Lord to bless them. Help me, Father, to see them the way that you see them. And I ask you to bless them in everything that they have. Bless their business. Bless their family. Just a little bit more practical. Because we're going to walk through some of this stuff. That's part of today's deal is we're going to walk through some of this stuff here in just a little bit. But what does this look like? We, again, it's easy to recognize the offense. As this goes deeper, if you're feeling pretty good about things and some of the things that we're going to cover, don't, don't stress, don't take on any guilt if the Lord doesn't reveal some things to you. But there may be offenses that we don't even know about. 
Michael and I were talking at the beginning of class that there may be things that happened to you when you were three that you're really not aware of. That in the Lord's timing, He will start revealing some of these things to you to start releasing some of those things. So as we're adults, the offenses are typically easy to, easy to recognize. But there may be some things out there causing some bitter roots that we honestly happened to us when we were kids and we don't know. We've got to ask the Holy Spirit to start revealing those things to move us past these things. And then you choose to forgive. As, as you recognize some of these things, even the things that the Lord's going to show you that you didn't know was there, it's like, wow. Okay, Lord, I choose to forgive so-and-so for what they've done to me, the hurt that they've caused me. I choose to forgive them for this event that they did to me. Now we take it up to Jesus. I can't do this, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name for your help. I lay this at the foot of the cross and ask you to help me. God, forgive me for viewing this person coming out of my mouth saying that they are such and such or that they did such and such and they will always be such and such. God, forgive me for that. Take you back up to heaven. God, show me how you see this person. Help me to start seeing them as you see them. And God, I ask you always in Jesus' name and with the help of the Holy Spirit to help me and I ask you to bless them. Bless them with you. Bless their family. Bless their business. And bless everything that's going on with them. That's the grace cycle and what it looks like. We've got plenty of time. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you guys a story. And I, and I certainly have wrestled with whether to do this or not. There's, there's a just a couple of you guys in here that are aware of this story, and I apologize to you guys that are aware of it because you're going to hear it again. Most, most of you are not. Some of, some of my best friends are in this room, and they don't know this happened. Earlier this year, my wife and I have been on the altar team for a long time. Earlier this year, I, I was praying at the altar. Holly wasn't there. It's pretty late in this ministry time. So I'd already prayed for quite a few people at this point. And I kept seeing this young man kind of hovering around. There were, there were 20 people at the altar. He could have gone to any, any one of the 20. But it was pretty obvious he was standing there waiting to talk to me. I finally came to his turn, and it's kind of the, the same stuff. You always ask people, what do you want the Lord to do for you? What can I pray for you about? We covered those things, and really, honestly, don't even remember, remember what he had said. So I start praying for this young man. He, he pretty quickly starts getting pretty wobbly. And like I said, it's pretty late in this ministry time. There wasn't anybody there to catch him. Usually at the altar, there's not. <laughs> he realizes this. He's pretty wobbly and looks at me and says, I don't want to fall down. So I was able to find a chair. I drug the chair up and he immediately plops in that chair. I keep praying for him. He's shaking, like shaking. I can tell the Lord's doing something with this young man. This went on for a pretty good while. Finally, he stands up, looks me square in the eye, and says, I'm sorry, sir. I'm kind of like, for what? He asked me, do you know who I am? No, 
I mean, honestly, I, I had no clue. I'm thinking, are you somebody famous or something that <laughs> I should know who you are? He tells me his name. And when the blood finally comes back to my head, I put my hand on his shoulder. And I said, man, I forgave you a long time ago. Guys, I had just prayed at the altar for the young man that had date raped my daughter her freshman year in college. Put yourself in his position. He came to me, you guys. You talk about some guts, and I can, and I can say it in here. You talk about some balls. <coughs> he could have gone to anybody, but that young man waited to come and talk to me. You think he needed some release? You think he needed a weight off of his shoulders? He left. I haven't seen him. Haven't heard him. Hadn't talked to him since. Now, let's go back into all the training. My wife and I have walked through this stuff. I hope you guys hear me correctly, just how this freedom journey looks. I knew pretty quickly all those years ago that I need to address these things very quickly. Like, and I did, very quickly. Why? Can you guys imagine something like that happening to your wife, your kids? What are you going to start doing? That anger, that bitterness is going to overtake you very, very quickly. Believe me, I wanted to rip some appendages off of this young man. <laughs> And anyway, any single one of you guys in here would be in the same position. I on purpose didn't want to know what he looked like. Didn't really want to know who he was. But I was still pursuing this very quickly. Why? Because I knew that if I let that go on, I would pursue some very strong stupid. Think about the consequences of where that would go. Should I not have chosen to do this instead? No good would have come out of that. But what does that look like? Very honestly, you guys, you're walking through that much of a hurt and you're walking through that much of an offense. What does that look like? God, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this, Lord. You're on your knees. You're flat on the ground with your face to the Lord saying, God, I can't do this. But I know I have to. I choose to forgive this person. Jesus, I need your help to do it. And you walk through all these steps. You encounter the Lord and you lay stuff like that at the foot of the cross. And let Jesus and the Holy Spirit walk that through you. You break off the judgments? Because I promise at that point some judgments have probably come out of your mouth. You align with the kingdom of heaven? God, how do you see them? And you ask the Lord to start blessing them. It worked, you guys. Doesn't mean that it worked immediately. But I'm talking years ago, an event like this happened. And until he showed up at the altar, I really haven't thought much about it. You know, this process allowed me to walk on and move on with my freedom journey. Instead of all these many years later, growing a bitter root, I made a conscious choice to walk through this cycle instead of allowing the enemy 
to do what he's going to do. You guys see how this works? The room got very quiet. <laughs> this is an important journey, you guys. Choosing to forgive. And I want to take a few minutes, and I, and I know we're going to get into some, uh, this is going to get us into some of the discussion time, and, I, and I'll try to allow as much discussion as we can, but I feel like we want to walk through in prayer some of these scenarios. And I mentioned it earlier. If you guys are feeling pretty good, don't, don't let the enemy pile guilt on you because you're not hearing anything from the Lord here. Okay, you guys? Either there's nothing there, which is great, or the Lord doesn't have you in a position right now to deal with some things that happened to you when you were four. The Lord's not ready to go there. So if you don't hear anything, don't beat yourself up over that. I hope you guys hear me very clearly there. But the way this journey works, I mean, my wife and I, are, de- are it's kind of laid to rest, but this past year was one of the toughest journeys we've walked in a long time, if not ever, because of some crap that happened in our lives back when she was seven and eight, just now being revealed. And we, we battled that. Lord, why didn't, because again, this freedom journey was, was pretty dramatic for us. It is a night and day step over from one city to the next city difference for us. You think it didn't cross our mind? God, why didn't you take care of this stuff back then? And I have a gentleman sitting right over there. I asked him that same question, and he, he and his wife look us square in the eye and say, would you have been ready for it back then? No way. If God had walked us through some of this crap that we dealt with this past year, <laughs> No way. We wouldn't have been ready. We were ready now. Doesn't mean it was easy. But it allowed us to be ready. So, all that to say, if the Lord doesn't present anything to you, don't don't let the enemy lie to you and say, you're not hearing from the Lord. Whatever. It's a bunch of crap. What I want to do is I want to pray, and we want to walk through some of this stuff. We'll start with ourselves, and then we'll start walking toward anything else. So if you want to get on your knees, that's fine. If you want to stay where you're at, just get in a position of, of prayer. Kind of feel yourself at, a, at the foot of the cross. Uh, Holy Father, I ask you to fall on this room uh, like I asked earlier, Lord. I just ask you to be here thick, be here and heavy. And I again bind up any and all things that will prevent any of these men from hearing from you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And this has got to come out of your mouth, you guys. Ask, Holy Father, is there anything that I need to forgive myself for? If he reveals things to you, then deal with it. God, forgive me. I hadn't even thought about that. God, forgive me for such and such.
strictly for the sake of time. This is things that you guys can do on your journey. You can do this flat on your face in your closet at home. But we're going to move on to other people. It's got to come out of your mouth, you guys. There's something about the spoken word. Ask the Lord, Holy Father, is there somebody I need to forgive? As he reveals things to you and events to you, walk through this grace cycle. If you need to look at the board to see what it looks like, go ahead. But as the Lord's revealing things like this to you, start addressing it. can stay here as long as you guys need to guys but as you're kind of done you feel like you're in a spot just kind of start looking up so I kind of know where we're at